killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Two, three, we love Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze Eating Chef Boyardee's Highways without toll fees Learning about Socrates <laughs> But most of all we love these Horror anthologies Hey scaredy cats Hey guys We're doing another horror anthology today Are we? Yeah, hell yeah we are Oh, well that really That fits That explains the song Yeah <laughs> So that's so lucky that we dispersed into song and we happen to be doing a horror anthology. Jeez, I didn't realize that, you know, we were doing a horror anthology today. Uh-huh. That we're just warming up with our favorite song. Trick or treat. Um, People speak highly of this one. I tried watching mm-hmm. it once and couldn't get past the first five minutes, but that was when it came out and I don't blame it on the movie. I blame it on whatever mood I was in. Sure. And just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And I think that we'll probably go through this podcast and have lots of movies that were like that. Where Like Bone Tomahawk was one of those for both, think, of, both us, of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there's tons that we haven't seen that we would have written off immediately because it didn't fit what we wanted that minute. Totally. And then someone will be like, well, you should really watch that. And that is the case with this one. Yeah, hex, yes. So what makes this different from the other horror anthologies we've watched? We watch VHS 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, XX. And XX. So what's different about this one is it's the same writer-director for all of the shorts. Yeah, that's that's almost strange. It is It is strange, yeah. Um, it's like, why not just make a movie? Uh-huh. He's yeah. like, no, I've got a bunch of little three. I got a bunch ideas. of little ideas that could, none of them work as features. I'm gonna string them together. Um, there's a little figure. Apparently, his name is Sam, the little little kid dude with like a. Does he have a pumpkin head or some kind of a? Like he looks kind of like a doll or like yeah, burlap looking yeah, yeah. or something. A burlap sack of sorts. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. We've seen around. He's like he's emerged from this. Like so that's so this movie is having a. It's had a big impact on the horror genre. Got some lasting creatures or images. That's cool. Yeah. So we're very excited. This is his first feature directing. But wow, he, that's so strange. It is for a debut to yeah. be an anthology, and not just one of the shorts in an anthology, like the whole thing. Yeah, but I, I, it's I'm kind of excited about it because this guy clearly had the itch to do horror stuff, but he's gotten big from writing X two, Superman Returns, X Men Apocalypse. Wow. Yeah, yeah. those are so big studio movies that he. I'm sure he wasn't the only writer. I'm so sure it's part of a team. X two. Um, Superman Returns. That was the 2006 one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, with 2006. Is that? Oh, my guts are doing that. Oh, that's your guts? Wow. I think that's my guts. That's some gnarly sounds. Um, Yeah, that was the one with um, Brendan Routh. Is that his name? I guess. Before uh, Cavill. Yes. Oh, no. Maybe it's maybe it's the first Cavill one. No, it's it's not. It's definitely the other guy. The guy who's in Scott Pilgrim, who is also Superman. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's not him. Yeah. Hmm. But he also wrote urban legends bloody mary which i think i've talked about on some other episode but it's the the second sequel so urban legends 3 mm-hmm. it was straight to video but I, I i did rent it i did see this movie because i love the first two i'm like i'm gonna try it yeah and i don't have many memories of it i remember some really creepy ass like spiders that burst out of cheeks and stuff oh gross but yeah he wrote that one um this is his first directing feature he also did krampus i heard great things we we didn't watch it yet but. nope have not watched that and the next big one he's doing is Godzilla King of the Monsters, the new Godzilla movie that's coming out in 2019. Jeez. With Eleven from Stranger Things. He started with this anthology we're watching today and just exploded into all those movies. Yeah, directing-wise, yeah. Man, that's so great how many like big directors come from horror. That's that's really cool. Yeah, with Adam Wingard also doing mm. another big one. Yeah. yeah, I'm loving that. I'm loving just seeing... I can't wait to see their takes on it because we, have, we haven't yeah. yet seen like a big, huge movie directed by a horror director that we love, but there are a bunch coming down the... Pipe, pike, pipe or pike? I think it's pipe. I hear, I've heard pipe. I've heard pike, like down the turnpike. Uh, fix that in post. <laughs> Coming down the pipe. <laughs> Coming down the size. Uh, so Trick or Treat did festivals across 2007 to 2009. Bunch of different festivals, including Toronto After Dark, where it won the Silver Audience Award, and then just direct to DVD, which is why... Maybe we didn't feel as much of an urgency when it came out because just this little thing, yeah. Because nobody picked it up and decided to blast it in our faces with a <laughs> wide release of some yeah, kind. with ads splattered on buses and billboards. Yeah. yeah I guess it wasn't the time for that in 2007. Yeah. Nobody was clamoring for a horror anthology. 
I guess or in, horror movies in not general. Us, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Just saw more saw sequels. Yeah. That's all we wanted. <laughs> Ooh, there was a trivia last night. We won again. Nice. Thanks. Congrats. Thank you very much. I do like the running saga on this podcast of just hearing how you do in trivia. <laughs> I think this is the first time on mic we've talked about it. Oh, really? It's always off? M- maybe. Yeah, because we usually just hang out for a bit first. But today oh, we but didn't I got do that. that one. I got that one answer when we were talking about it. We did. Well, I've got this more now because okay. one of the categories last night was um, dating profiles of horror movie villains. Dating. Okay. Okay. So one of them was like... Um, you might like my top hat, but don't say my name too many times. And you can find me down in Australia. It was a Babadook. You got it. All right. It was a pretty easy category. That is and one of them was like, um, I have a good relationship with my mom, but I hate camping and I really don't like swimming. Okay, Jason. <laughs> yeah. <Breeze>. And <laughs> yeah, they're, so they're all just okay. like this. Like, so it was a great easy category to just clean just right up. Breeze. The other answers were like Leatherface and Jigsaw. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. So that just came to mind from talking about Saw because mm-hmm. Jigsaw was one of the answers. And if you said Jigsaw, you got a full point. If you said just the movie Saw, then you got a half point. We won by half a point. Whoa. So it all came down to just knowing Jigsaw. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, that's exciting. Felt, I wasn't even there, but... Felt pretty good. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's probably the end of horror questions, because that was the last October trivia for that guy, at least. Sure. Yeah. I always want to go, but then, like, oftentimes when you come back and tell me, like, answers you got, I'm like, I would, I would not have been an asset to this team. <laughs> yeah, usually it's general trivia or just bizarre movie trivia. Like, it's so rarely that it's horror. And if Straight I knew in advance horror. that... Yeah last month was going to be horror remakes i definitely would have forced you to come along and yeah but even when you like you were kind of quizzing me on a few questions i didn't get them i did terribly oh that's the thing like the horror remakes one at the start of this month we came in second place and i felt so ashamed yeah <laughs> having a horror movie podcast and not winning the horror remake one but they were very very hard questions yeah chris came in first don't, don't tell them that you lost last time oh okay yeah, yeah. got it chris was in first place for yeah. everything horror we just lost all our fans wait what <laughs> this guy can't win a fucking trivia this round on horror sweep constantly he's not an authority figure we can't listen to him <laughs> we can't listen to him or his, his simple friend no we are not authority figures on the genre but we are learning so much mm-hmm, that's this true episode 57 and i feel like i know way yeah. more about horror than i did before we started sure if there was like some sort of like you know, horror from like the six, uh, from the sixties and forward, like exam. We're basically cramming for it over That's this great. past year. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. And we do need to go back. We should watch more William Castle ones, more Vincent Price ones. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, eventually. Those are, but our the top of our priorities are ones in the last 40, 50 years usually. I think so because like there's also a, a matter in this podcast of like being excited and jazzed after immediately after seeing something. Yeah, it's a little more difficult. It's like oh, it's, uh, I'm appreciating the forties. That's it. You have to watch it more like academically or intellectually yeah, exactly. to try to mine. Okay, what's valuable? What what influenced the genre? Yeah, I I think those are things we could just like we should watch and then be mm-hmm. able to talk about. But like you know, and I'm sure I'm sure there are some and maybe a bunch that we truly would find completely entertaining start to finish. Like Nosferatu, I think right is one of those movies. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. But other ones like I tried watching Black Sunday, and I'm sure many listeners will disagree with me. But I had a really hard time getting through it. Like I found it very slow mm-hmm. and very dry. And mm-hmm. there were yeah some cool elements. Like obviously, oh yeah, that scene's awesome. The sure. way that that's set up is really cool. But it's not a pleasant hour and a half watching experience because it's just so slow by our usual standards of pacing. Some movies just are a little too old and they're stuck in their time. Uh-huh. Uh, there are other movies you might call them better that stand out a little more and transcend the traditional unavoidable decay of time. But yeah, you know, not all movies survive it. Some Absolutely. movies do terribly. Like I used to love. I think this is. A, I don't know. This is my always my go to. I loved the movie Sin City. Mm-hmm. Going back and watching it, I was so disappointed. I watched that four times in theaters. Like yeah. I it was, was amazing. Yeah. yeah, going back and watching it, I was just like, uh, I don't like this. Real disappointing. Yeah, I don't find this very good. Yeah, we much prefer his earlier feature, The Faculty. The Faculty. See last week's episode. Yeah, where Elijah Wood says the name of the movie like 10 times in the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's so true. <laughs> He's like, I think something's wrong with, and he looks at the camera, the faculty, lightning strikes. Yeah. <laughs> then he holds up the little slug creature. <laughs> this is the faculty that's about to take it over. Yeah. The faculty's been taken over by these little slugs. That's why I'm holding it up. And then the next time he just winked to camera, the faculty. <laughs> and then all the faculty just assemble behind him. Yeah. And they wink. We are 
the faculty, faculty. <laughs> and we are here to kill you or whatever. It really, it really is like a horror. That's such a great <laughs> horror comedy. It feels like, like yeah. we, were, we were laughing so much throughout that. It movie. was really funny. And also like had amazing effects on blood and yeah. stuff like that. It was awesome. Absolutely. Maybe I'll throw this clip in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's we'll see where this clip ends. Scaredy cat. This is a problem with a triple day is mm-hmm. like, we keep jumping back to, Oh, and this happened in Halloween. Oh, and this happened in the faculty. Yeah. But number three right now, this will all get cut out. But trick or treat is not. It's a, a triple from- day. Trick or Treat is not a movie from 50 years ago. It's a movie from 10 years ago. Yes, and I'm I'm glad for that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not fucking interested in watching a horror anthology from going too far back. You know what I mean? Like that the concept of watching like an 80s anthology mm. makes me want to shoot myself. Oh yeah, yeah. I have well, there's actually interest. a 60s horror anthology that I want to watch at some point. Yeah, cool. With also, my by blood Baba. and brains all over your <laughs> wall. It's supposed to be great. <laughs> a famous band was named after it. Okay. Can you think of what it is? No. Black Sabbath. Awesome. That's, that's a that's really a Mario. Cool. The band Black Sabbath is, is named, named after, after a Mario Baba, Baba horror anthology wow. movie. Yeah. So maybe that one another time. Um, maybe another chance to add some verses to our song. <laughs> but for now, let's check out Trick or Treat, huh? Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed our anthology song, and I hope you enjoy Trick or Treat. Cheers. Cheers. All right, let's rank these mofos. Right, hold on. Okay, so like they were all tied together. Yeah, but they're still independent. You can tell which story yeah. is, is what. And that's why this like it's a unique anthology, but it's still it still is an anthology and it's considered an anthology because there's a, they are separate enough stories. They're just tied in so nicely. Really? Yeah. We'll so talk. nicely. Yeah. All right, I know my rating already. I've been thinking about it. Okay, I have. I'm torn. I was torn, but I thought about it a lot. I got the fourth one first. That was the easiest one for me. The one that you liked least? Yeah. That was the only part that gave me trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay, I'm making a choice and I'm committing to it. I think we're wading into some waters where we may not be right on like we usually are. Yeah, you think it'll be way off on this one? I think we'll be very different on this one, yeah. That's exciting. The only for some good conversation. Yes, but we need to like... Do you want to just like read out what? Let's do what we do, man. Let's go one, two, three, and then number four, and then we'll discuss the lowest one. Just we every this is the third time we should be well out <laughs> of the machine at this point. Yeah, well, Chris, we're not. I've been drinking. All right, that's true. Um, all right, so one, two, three, and then name our fourth one. And, and you, just by the title, the title. We'll all go right, and we'll go one, two, three, and then say it. Okay. Okay. One, one two, three. Surprise! School party. bus massacre revisited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So now we have to go to our second worst one to try to find some commonalities before yes. we can choose which one to talk about. I think we should just go through our, our ranks, all of them. Well, okay. And, and we'll then we'll see. talk and then we'll talk about which ones. I'd rather we just go until we meet. That's the system that we did before. Okay, let's do it. So we say our number three now? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. The, the principle. principle. There we go. All right. Okay. All right. So we can talk about the principle. All right. So this is uh, pretty much the first full one that we got. Yeah. Other than that little, I guess we can talk about the quick little intro. Yeah, well, I mean, it's what's sort of harder about this one for ranking than other anthologies that we've done is that the story is really, really, really tied together. Interconnected, yeah. Yeah, in that we get little hints of what was happening in other stories, Mm -hmm. you know, as the movie progresses. They're all tied, like characters, Bond, or connect all the stories together. Yeah, and uh, they're like past each other Mm -hmm. in different stories, like out on the street and stuff, so it's... Um, it's a little more difficult to separate the stories is more what I mean because they're all so woven together. Yeah. Um, but I still think we can, yeah, you can, we can hold them apart. It's, it's, and also with this kind of an anthology, it just, it makes so much more sense with one writer. Like when you say it's one writer at first, I think, okay, that sounds maybe a little indulgent if you're doing all these shorts. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but (laughs) it's when you have them flowing into one another, as this one does, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh yeah, of course, of course, it's like a, it's a grander vision. You're taking an anthology, and because you're the one making all the shorts, you can do a broader thing like this, where they really are all one story together. It is really one big story, but it's separated into four like chunks and chapters. Each, yeah, each chapter on its own sort of 
has different characters and different like impetus for like the events that occur. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It is interesting, but they're all connected with this one sort of supernatural, like representation of the Halloween spirit. Oh, little Sam, little Sam. Oh, love him. Great character. Love him. Um, so yeah, we both agree that the principal should be in the bottom is in the bottom half of the quality shorts. So we'll talk about that one first. Yes. That being said, I'd like this short. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, I found it to be the silliest of all of them. Uh-huh. Um, it was like slapsticky almost at the beginning, but just with a killer reveal. Like, you know, Such a fun reveal. Awesome. Didn't see it coming. Although that's like, he, he has kind of the same writing for all of it. It's all reliant on this one reveal that changes the way that you look at the whole short. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sort of... I, I yeah yeah you're right everyone had all four of them had like one little kind of final Sh- turn at the end like Shyamalan twist <laughs> yeah but good <laughs> yeah his twists are good nobody ever is like you know what's a problem with him is his twists he's just he makes bad movies mm. you know twists are the only thing that make him like worth watching and fun yeah. I, I really like the village I, do. I, I, I like the village I like signs I lady in the water was fun yeah six cents of course which we should do an episode at some point I haven't seen that movie in many years yeah, unbreakable unbreakable great movie oh unbreakable is almost so so good i think like that's one that <laughs> you just brushed it out the studios were like all right six cents is hot let's get unbreakable out there so quickly and i'm like like especially now in the context of us drowning in superhero movies it's such a different take on a superhero movie yeah and i feel like with a little more time it could have it could have been even better hmm. yeah well but, yeah it, it hit me in the like at the end that's why they call me mr glass i'm like <gasps> He did it all. Like, it was just mm. one of those great Shyamalans. Did just, you see Split yet? I haven't. Okay. I know. And now they're making, like, Glass or Mr. Glass. Exactly. Or well, the end the end of Split teases sure. that yeah. like, Bruce Willis, like, is in a bar watching the news or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You can almost, like, put it all together just by yeah. the titles and knowing what happens in Unbreakable. You can. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the principle. And, yeah, silly but so fun and watchable. It was definitely the least scary out of all. Mm-hmm. of them yeah it's uh like because what was the drama it was kind of like in xx that first um short film in xx was the, the birthday party the birthday one? party and it was almost again the same thing slapsticky and silly mm. and the the drama of it was like getting caught with a body totally so he he gave the kid some kind of a candy that made him like just poisoned him instantly it looks or like something? it was just poison candy to uh-huh. like knock him out or, or something like that yeah you wonder debilitate what? him Something bad happened to him. I mean, he shot out a ton of fluid. He did. like, And that was fun to watch. Was, so he's just been eating chocolate all night. Yeah. <laughs> and smashing jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> just wearing an orange shirt. Like, he didn't dress up. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. He's such a funny little gopher who gets killed. Totally. <laughs> they are rough on kids in this one, eh? Uh-huh. They fuck with kids pretty bad. And so early, when he's in the grave and he uses the shovel to, like, lure the dog away. Oh, my god! cut off a finger. Yeah, to feed to the dog. And toss To it. try to appease him. Which isn't the smartest move, but no, no, no one made the smartest move in this whole anthology. And was the bot? Was it the fat kid that was moving around? It wasn't because it was like it was another no. kid in a costume. That was another. That it was, was like there. a clown-looking costume yeah. too. So he was getting a couple, a couple heads for his son to carve out with. Yeah, he's making jack lanterns out of human heads. Was the the big yeah. reveal on that one? That was awesome because that was like kind of mm-hmm. like resting my my head on my hand. Like, I know I was like, okay, right. what is this? What's so happening? One with of these it? fucking. Anthologies. Although I really like his performance, I thought he was fantastic. His, you know what though, I like, found kind of like Steve Buscemi. I yeah. mean, in um, uh, William H Macy. William H Macy. Yes. Who was <laughs> I know exactly. What you meant. Yes. Yeah, just kind of like a bumbly, confused, but like extremely violent. Yeah, dangerous getting, person getting himself into like deeper and deeper hole. Like, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Um, and yeah, it kind of put me off kilter. But what I found is with all of these, they were kind of dependent on meshing with the other stories a little bit. You know, the fact that like um, the guy that we get in Meet Sam or whatever the last mm-hmm. one was. Yeah. He had his cameo in the very beginning in the very first story. So I just thought thought of him as the neighbor type and didn't think much about it. But as it turns out, like that gets deeper. We'll talk about that. But same deal with this one is like on its own, this character didn't wow me this the story or the surprise didn't totally wow me but like his like perverted weird night where it goes and like all the vampires so like it it, it builds it to the point where it's somewhat interesting mm-hmm. at the end we're like wow okay maybe n- that wasn't my favorite of all of the the little short films but as one whole piece yeah 
those I characters are really flushed out. It's I wouldn't awesome. I wouldn't say that it's dependent on that other story, but I think that the broader story adds a richness that makes it more enjoyable. That yeah. makes those little small stories a little bit better in the scope yeah. of the whole than they would have been just on their own. Yes, I think I wouldn't. There's who knows? I don't, I don't know exactly how to say, but maybe this one I wouldn't have liked strictly on its right. own is maybe more where i'm going yeah I th- for me it was like a fun punji i thought the length was perfect the fact that it was mm-hmm. pretty quick it was one of the shorter ones um other than the intro which is like a real tiny one but the fact that it was very brief um made it totally fine for me like yeah. it didn't really drag it was fun it was the hijinks of him just being in the grave and then the yeah. dog the neighbor because at the time you don't know what the neighbor is all about you don't know his whole backstory yeah so i i thought it was pretty fun but still there were two i thought that were better than it yeah, and and I found it again the same deal. <laughs> I thought it was better uh-huh. than one and worse than two, but like it was. I kind of if I guess maybe the thought is if that was what the whole anthology was like that tone. Yeah, I wasn't for it. I'm like you're killing kids and cutting off their heads and stuff. Like the reveal, <laughs> the twist is super dark. You know. Yeah, and I love too that the first little second you're like, did he just stab his own kid in the head? Because yeah. we know that he kills kids. So and then it's blood. very well written. There's and blood executed on the knife. Quite well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I gotta agree with that. Like pulling off the twists, like yeah. even top to bottom in the whole movie, like e- I think each um each short was gonna stand to that. Where I'm like, this represents the whole movie, right? In a way. All right, they really killed it. Um, I also just like I guess we can talk about the broader things later, but while it's on my mind, I just love this whole concept that kind of brings it all together. That Halloween has these traditions that we do that we think of as innocuous, but really that's just because we've been doing them for so long. We forgot that their original intention was to ward off. Evil. This very fragile night of the year between autumn and winter yeah. where the dead are able to roam around. And I love that. It's specifically the individuals yeah. who mess with this tradition that fuck things up for themselves. And yeah, they get sort of punished by the yeah. spirit of Halloween. Almost. Mostly, yeah. mostly it seems to be breaking jack-o'-lanterns. Not you don't want to do that. Don't, do, well, those, don't mess it up. Those are warding off like the spirit. Exactly. Like, jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with those. Yeah, the second you blow one out, you're toast. Mm-hmm. And I like how at least you're just individually responsible because it was in that opening short one, which I do like, again, for its brevity. Like, it's a perfect short. The concept is perfect for that length. Like, it was three minutes or something, and it was great. The wife blew out the candle, and then she ends up dead. Not him, because she's the one who actively blew it out. Yeah, she gets punished. And we don't realize that that's what happened until the conclusion. We've seen everything, and it wraps it up in a nice, perfect little bow. With a cherry on top. Yeah. I kind of got it from the first one, though, because it's like she blows it out and he, he gives this whole exposition of like, don't do it. If you do that, like these evil spirits will come for you. Yeah. They kind of spoon feed it like uh, at the top. I guess. Yeah. It makes sense. But like it really it's reinforced, I suppose, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, by the end of it. Definitely. Like this is how this character or this spirit is taking its you yeah. know, vengeance or whatever. Yeah. On people who fuck with Halloween. All right. Uh, number two. One, two, three. Surprise party. Okay. So now what do we do? Good question. Well, I already said, no, we do surprise party because surprise party was my fourth one. Okay. And it's my yeah second. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Let's talk about it. Yeah. All right. So this is the one with Anna Paquin. It was good. It was a good little twist that I didn't really see coming for the whole first half of it because they effectively make you sympathize with these people as if they were the victims. Mm-hmm. Something was about to happen to them. That Not that they were the ones who were actually doing the crime, you know? That was great. Like, how they were... That one felt more like they had really divided it up into several scenes, like, because it was jumping between other stories at that point. Right. You know, so we saw, we're going to this party. Here's our costumes. Mm-hmm. We saw, like, we know you're a virgin. You gotta still do it. You gotta, like, come with us this time. You know, so like we were getting that, and then we saw the vampire stuff. Yeah, like the guy You're like, the oh, there's a creepy dude looming in the background. Yeah. We watched someone get killed by him, mm-hmm. and everything the way it was shot led us to believe aggressively that he was a real vampire, was a real vampire, and that was bleeding. She was bleeding down her body from the neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and then there's that scene on the road. I guess when they really get into that story, mm-hmm. and they're committed to it to the end of it. There's that scene on the road where he. He meets up with her, and there's that moment you don't know what happened, and then he falls out of, in the red jacket thing. He falls out of the out of the, the sky, tree. apparently, sure, something <laughs> like that, out of a tree or whatever. Help me, help me. Uh-huh. And then he looks around and he sees that he's just one of the dates in air quotes. Yeah, that's so great because they even show you a bunch of shots in the forest of them hanging out around the fire, but they don't show the bodies lying everywhere. Lying on the ground, yeah. She's yeah. like impatiently waiting and then her friends are bringing her beers and stuff and then theoretically there's just like bloody boys laying on the ground. Uh-huh. 
for these like it was cool it's almost like my brain i feel like we even said this out loud like it was telling me like here's a witch coven or you know here's a bunch of vampires totally you know because of like vampires have that like sexual aspect to them you know like witches maybe too um but like the fact that they were all werewolves, mm-hmm. they were like subtly leading, like leading us into that with the little Red Riding Hood costume, the um, runt of the litter comments and stuff. That was great. The runt the, of the litter was a nice subtle little hint, yeah. And so was the fact that she was wearing a Red Riding Hood contest, mm-hmm. like, or contest costume. Yep. Um, thank you, wine. Um, like that was great. Like the writing there, it really started to show. I'm like, wow, this is maybe this is a little more technically great than I thought. You know, that was one of the moments where I was like... Writing, you mean? The technical components of writing. writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, rather than just like the silly things they say or the reveals and what... Like it's the... Gotcha. The very layered writing was mm-hmm. technically great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, And then the music comes in. Um, that like cover of... Um, what the hell's that song? Sweet Dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah. That was so great as they're all like transforming and changing and like getting that like orgy, like bloodlust face on and mm-hmm. tearing off their skin. And that music is just playing. That was one of my favorite scenes in the whole, mm. the whole anthology is that happening. Yeah. That was the greatest choice of song. Yeah. And it's he's fun. freaking out. That was awesome. Yeah. I love that. Right. That's why I ranked it so high. And it really, it really contrast, like it really makes you, um, Think back to when you first see her looking around scoping out dudes because she's like, oh, I need to, you know, find someone to actually get laid with tonight for the first time because mm-hmm. my older sister is pressuring me and you're not realizing that, oh, no, this is we're not talking about sex at all. No, that's, <laughs> that was great. And you see them like, you know, they're in the change rooms. Like, my dudes are popping out. They're talking about like we're sexy nurses this year and this year we're sexy. That Like they're really like hamming up this like sort of superficial side of Halloween. That I don't understand yeah. whatever. And um and so they're walking out. It's like a value village or just some costume Halloween store. Yeah, or whatever a pop up costume thing. Yeah, and just walking out and like talking to. Like she just talks to the first guy, you know, and just says like, "You should come to this party. Meet us here." You know, like at that moment, I'm like, "These are four party girls." Whatever. I didn't think twice about it, but like mm. knowing what happens is like they're they're just werewolves looking for victims. I definitely the real world. knew something awesome. knew something was up because this is just like a random doofus dude who's working at. The costume shop that they're asking on the fly and the other two are then picking up other dudes randomly like the Just two technician dudes. Yeah. yeah so i didn't i didn't like think long on it but it did strike me as odd i'm like why are they just randomly finding dates for this thing but not long enough to make yeah. me think that they would be werewolves or it's sinister because you had sure. you already had a sinister force in that world mm-hmm. yeah in that same town on the same night you know mm-hmm. but, yeah. Great. There's just werewolves and there's this weird little Sam character. Right. And there's this like legacy of the bus driver. Awesome. Yeah. For me that like it just wasn't fun enough or interesting enough. Um, or at least like I did like it, but it was not better than the principal uh, or meet Sam for me. It was still or the other one. It was just simply the least interesting out of all four. That's that's fair. That's yeah. that's how you'd expect an anthology to go down is like. You know, people will have different tastes and shit. Mm -hmm. And for me, like having one of those reveals that lets me go back and see it in a whole different light, you know, that just sets me fucking off. I love it. Mm -hmm. So that one feels like the reveal was the most like you can apply that most to the rest of the story that you saw. Right. Like in retrospect, especially emphasized by. Oh, actually, I found the twist in um, Meet Sam, the biggest one. That's the one that I did. That I was like, oh, wow. That really yeah. flipped the whole, all the whole anthology for me. It did. I think that was the biggest one of the whole anthology. But in terms of like him going through his own house and, you know, dealing with what he dealt with, mm-hmm. that reveal isn't like, I don't need it at every one of his scenes and him dealing with Sam and all that stuff. Like that reveal doesn't change anything there. The reveal changes everything for those four girls. What they're doing, all the decisions that they make, that mm-hmm. re- the fact that they're werewolves looking for meat. That changes right. everything. And then there's the v- vampire character who turns out to be the principal. Yeah. So, I mean, so many twists throughout this whole thing. Yeah. But I do think that the twist that um, the neighbor is the bus driver is just as big as the girls being werewolves. I agree. That's I, one that's I would go so far as to say it's bigger. Oh, you were just arguing the opposite. No, I'm saying uh, that the one I can apply more to the rest of the story that it's inside of. Okay. And for that reason, I would rank that short higher than other reveals. Right. You know I'm trying, I mean? trying to follow you. <laughs> it's not it's not a uh, it's not a commentary on how good the reveal is personally, because I think the final reveal is final for a reason. Mm-hmm. But that reveal in terms of like its versatility in the storytelling. Right. I find the most satisfying personally. Okay. As a viewer. Okay. You know what I mean? That's why I Kinda. ranked <laughs> that's why I ranked that short so high. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Which brings us to 
Um, I guess we're tied. No, no. Meet Sam would be. No, we have to do school bus massacre. Uh... So what? What did you rank number two? Uh, surprise party. Surprise party was number two. So my number one is school bus massacre. That's and which me. one? And that's your number four. And your number four is surprise party. Okay. No, my number one is meet Sam. We should do that one last. Meet, uh, Sam, meet Sam. Yeah, because that ranks the highest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, there it is. Okay, so next is School Bus Massacre Revisited, which was my favorite. Yeah, that's your number one? And that's your number four. It was like, I was debating between that and the principal as my least favorite one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, the reason that I flip-flopped, or I was originally going to go four, three, two, one. It was an obvious rank for me. But I liked the principal a little more because of the... um, I liked it a little bit better because I like that reveal was like just startling and really set up the anthology for me. I'm like, man, that was actually pretty great. Mm. A really big change I didn't expect. And the reveal in um, the school bus one. Yeah. Was kind of just that they were dead. You know, oh, there's not, there. there's not a huge it reveal. Was just, it was a cool kind of horror thing. You know, it was just a cool horror short, I think, if anything. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, I think it was great. Like, I don't really have a problem with it. So, wait, what do you mean the reveal is that they're dead? The real is that they're—I I said they're dead—but that they're actually there, this, you know, because they tr- they fake you out with the prank. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're with me a little bit. Yeah, okay. um, I'm and, hearing you. I'm hearing you this time. <laughs> this is, yeah, there's so much to to decipher in this one. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a fun like little double down because you go you go like mm-hmm. oh shit this this is actually happening these yeah. people down there are possessed and they're killing and they've got to get out of there and then oh no it was a trick to really fool and mess with Rhonda. Rhonda. Is that her name? Yeah. I think yeah. So. It was all just a horrible bullying thing to Rhonda. And then like the next twist after that, like, Oh no, there's actually yeah. all those dead kids down there and Is they're she, coming up. Yeah. And she's just holding her jack-o'-lantern safe. I, yeah. For me, like it's all down to that moment. Like this kid who was bullied, just this moment of revenge and mm-hmm. her looking down at the rest of them and then pleading with yeah. her and being like, and the, you guys are assholes. Fuck this. And the sounds after that. That's what was mm-hmm. the best. And then at that and moment, then the she passes solidarity Sam. with Sam. Yeah, just kind of glances over. That's like that's so fun that Sam is just this character that looms and just allows. He just he's carrying some like Halloween karma on his shoulders to dish yeah. out. Yeah. No, I really like that. I really like the set. I love like just this weird kind of abyss looking in yeah. to the canyon and them going down that elevator. The misty quarry. I know. At first, I'm like, is this an upside down thing kind of happening, a la Stranger Things? Because okay. it like you had the weird floaty things. The bus was just kind of half in there. There was no water anymore it was all right. dried up so looks like, like a, a different world yeah i thought they i'm like are they transporting what's going on here mm-hmm. but yeah and then um yeah so then at the end of their little prank mm-hmm. um the girl leader goes over and um the boy kid who pretended to get his guts eaten out yeah he's like that one's still lit and she kicks it into the water yeah i was gonna bring that up when... so is that the is that the reason the yeah. reason that he kicks the thing in that is why it awakens the dead yeah she kicks that in and then, well then they no longer have protection but she does with her the one she's, she's got carrying. a ton she's got a ton in that little elevator well she well i think at the end and yeah, she's holding one in she's her holding chest, the but they're right the right. other ones are in the elevator all the too. other eight that they were gonna put up yeah uh-huh. yeah she just has that one is like i'm not coming back down there i loved all the kid actors in that short i loved the performances even the mean one like i thought she was great whenever she was mm-hmm. eye rolly about who's clearly the boy that she's interested in was like being extra nice to Rhonda mm-hmm. throughout this whole process like i I just love the dynamics that the kids had with one another and the broader story of the bus driving like them telling that and then going yeah. back to him being in the bus as it's going over to even the small details of like that one kid who has the mask on who's freaking out yeah like, in the bus That's, i love that yeah that was awesome how he's like you see the blood in his hands as he's trying to go get, home. get out of the chains and then he he himself drives the bus over yeah and to just take a step back and what that means like what this little spooky halloween tale that happened in their town was is that some a bunch of parents with like troubled kids or whatever you know kids with developmental disorders whatever mm-hmm. it was paid off a bus driver to drive them into the quarry you know to, and kill them he chained them all to their seats and it's fucked up. That is so fucked up. They really, really. The reveal kids. of the chains is kind of creepy too. Like you don't. Mm. The kids are just kind of sitting there on the bus, and you don't even realize that they're chained in yeah. their seats. There's all sorts of different dimensions of creepy because they're also a bunch of kids with these horrifying masks. Not even just like pl- cheap plastic masks. They're horrifying paper mache, super detailed, mm. fucked up masks. That really, I didn't like going through that bus. Yeah. 
And I just really like Rhonda. She's a she's mm-hmm. a nerd. She like knows the whole history of Halloween. She's explained to the other kids like all these yeah. kind of traditions, and then is kind of shy and reserved about it. She's a genuinely being friendly to these kids who she obviously knows they don't really like me or they're not really interested in me. But you know what? They're one hang out with me tonight, so I'll do it. You know, yeah. unbeknownst to that, they're really all just trying to screw her over. Mostly yeah. led by the, the main girl, female. Yeah. yeah, and um, from Emily, yeah. the other Netflix horror movie. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's weird. It's an, just another one. It's just another one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it'll disappear and we'll all forget about it. Yeah, I'm surprised you remember about it now. Sorry, everyone involved <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they also said, um, and I love to bring this up, that like they were calling her retarded, um, and they said that she, um, they 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 changed the terminology and said something. She's like, um, some sort of smart, like some sort of like obstinate smart or something mm. they changed the terminology after using the word retarded um and and called her that and there was something about her the way that she spoke that maybe she was you know, i don't know somewhat autistic or something like that she was just like or, or has asperger's or something she was just like saying everything that she felt in that split second you know what i mean yeah i just i kind of took it as nerdy maybe it could be right that could that could be it but well, they, I, they, I just took at her as like shy a little socially awkward because even when she did get excited and started telling facts and then she and once she realized that the other kid's eyes are kind of glossing over she kind of went inward again and became silent yeah yeah um i'm not maybe totally sure where to land there but they did Mm -hmm. they called her out or made fun of her for it and said like no just not that also the place that they picked her up at looked like i was a little confused because her whole lawn was covered in pumpkins yeah just like brian cox's lawn at the very end of the at night the too end. you know yeah. so they're trying to draw some kind of a maybe it's just that maybe. sam is a rant like well she said she made all the jack-lanterns herself yeah. you know what i mean like it's weird that both of those sets ha- are covered in jack-lanterns yeah. and that she has that moment of solidarity with sam so i wonder if like he actually made them and put them all there with his powers because they all disappeared or he took them from her house and put them on put them over there yeah, yeah. like with his powers to be like oh you want to you want to fuck with halloween yeah, I I just thought it was weird that they had the same kind of yeah. looking front yard and porch of a house. You're right. In it two times. That that duality makes it a little more confusing. Mm-hmm. It seems like the same lawn rather than something. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Exactly. I don't totally get that either. But um, what I like about um about the bus one is that it acts as like the legend for the rest of the movie it gives the most information about the town and how the jack-o'-lanterns work and yeah it shows us her her house with all those things it's like sam is there yeah it tells us about the kids and the you know the bus driver so we become familiar so that the reveal works at the end it seems like it's the short that has the most information in it about Hmm. the town and the movie overall right yeah Um, definitely about the history of the town yeah. yeah and and what will lead to like the the story that ends out the whole anthology and that's mm-hmm. where they bring up the rule about i mean i guess she he says it early but he first thing yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole jack lanterns thing and she says what they do is like the dead come back at this time of year and the the lit jack lanterns yes, protect yes. You she gives them. the kind of history of halloween that yeah. provides the logic for that short and then that incident of the bus gives you the backstory of yeah. the neighbor yeah and, and yeah. i like that it's like. it's fun like this is the only anthology i can think of and i mean i haven't watched I know there's a ton of horror anthologies out there, but I really like how this one kind of breaks the mold of having an interconnected story there. I mean, of having like a mini story in between all the shorts and instead just weaves them into one another. Yeah. That's I, fun. I wasn't like at first you're like, Oh, I guess are they going to be loosely connected? But the more you watch, the more you realize how deeply connected all of them are to one another. Yeah. And, um, in the first one, the principal, when the neighbor is like inside, you're like, help me. God damn it. Yeah. And then he gets like, whooshed attack such a by great something. little teaser yeah i didn't know that was a teaser though i'm like what the fuck is this oh yeah yeah i'm like we're definitely going back to that house i didn't know that i didn't i didn't think that the the smarmy neighbor would become like a folk you know focal point character that was cool yeah what i didn't expect was that it was sam just because the they and that's yeah. just a testament to how well that shot was made mm-hmm. that it just happened so quickly that you can't tell and because whatever comes at him looks like it's his height you your brain doesn't even think that yeah. it could be sam just jumping up yeah but he's able to like walk on the walls and the ceiling oh man it's great that little motherfucker can scramble around i i love him which brings us to your number one and my number two meet sam yep Uh uh-huh that's a it's good that we both ranked it very close oh i was the ones i said i was struggling with was number one and two school bus massacre and meet sam because meet sam was so fun i mean even even when it started, I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Sam's coming in. He's confronting this guy. But then as it played out and as we could just see, well, first of all, the reveal of his pumpkin head mm-hmm. is wonderful. Oh, yeah. 
And then just all of that action in his house, like from cutting the Achilles to him walking up the wall and on the ceiling, just so entertaining. Uh, My favorite shot in the whole movie was when he kicks Sam off after stabbing him. And it's just a shot. The camera's still going across the hallway and you just see little Sam sliding oh, back yeah. and smoking against the back wall. It's so funny. Slide back into the back wall because of the shotgun It's such a blast. funny, funny shot. Shotgun, that's what it was. Yeah. So he gets shot and you just see him just slide against the wall and Boom. smoke. Yeah, yeah, just love it. A, a wet thump as he hits the wall. That I want, was a, awesome. I want a gif of that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leaving the Halloween party like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it was... The score just dropped out which made yeah. it so funny and it's great. Funny fully. and also like... There's something weird and unsettling when you see the villain get like they get hit or knocked out or shot or blasted, and you don't. I didn't. I never think they're done. You know, like and, naturally because yeah. we've been taught to never think that they're done. Yeah, I mean, referencing specifically Halloween. Uh-huh. You know, you see that guy get blasted and then stand his ass back up. You know, no that's, problem. So like you see that moment, that sickening moment where like that little body slides against the wall and hits the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like. You got him down, but like it's sinister in its own way. You know, he's just sitting against the wall in like what could be mistaken as a lounging pose. Yeah. And he goes up and he picks at him a little bit and then just kind of realizes he's all pumpkin. Yeah. And he's like looking at his hand and everything. It's just like pumpkin in your innards just all over the place. Yeah, that was awesome. So he's just kind of like, okay, fine. And he, he walks away for a little bit, puts his guard down. And then the hand. Until you hear just a little creepy fit, like yeah. patter of the fingers. Which when I'm watching that, I'm thinking like, oh, that's probably him scattering around, but it sounds kind of quiet. That's weird. Mm-hmm. And then the great just revealed the hand. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love yeah. the hand going up and just poking his leg. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, like, wake up, Sam. And he wakes up and then it reattaches and oh. he's back. He puts his little mask back on. This that... and the faculty limb, like parts of the body reattaching themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Connective pumpkin tissue. Yeah. That was like, man, they really, really committed to like the Halloween, the terrifying halloween theory like when he fell down the stairs mm-hmm. and there were, it was just littered with candy and razor blades oh my god how great was that i love how decorated the stairs were with all that candy yeah and then he gets his hands all mashed up in the glass yeah oh, oh god that was so good and he can't open all the locks and sam's in there mm-hmm. I, I loved when he was under the bed that was creepy it was oh. then disappears right away yeah Ugh. and then just to the final reveal of the picture and the fire and you're like, of course. Of course. Chris, how him. did we not see this? He was the driver of the bus. The second, I mean, we should have clued into that, right? When he swims ashore. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, this happened a while ago. This is that guy. Yeah. Why do we have this weird cranky neighbor figure? But, but I think even just giving him the longer hair really helps too. Because then you yeah. don't make the connection that, oh, this old guy could also be that I old s- guy. I did not make the connection. Yeah. I didn't make, I made very few of them. In so this one. like wonderfully pleasing. So, like, yeah. So fun to watch. Yeah. It's really this anthology almost like breaks my brain for like anthologies are fun because there's like you can rank them in a way and i rank these and i'm somewhat satisfied with it but at the same time like it's as a whole it's a whole yeah yeah yeah. like other anthologies that we've done we can like almost discard some of the shorts exactly this one it's a whole piece yeah we can't or it's a whole puzzle everything's an important piece we can't Mm -hmm. get rid of a single piece exactly and it just works so well together it's got a great aesthetic a great like connecting villain Mm -hmm. character yeah um it's it's light like it's not too too dark yeah that's right it's you know a I mean? lot of good it's like very watchable yeah yeah this is a really good movie I'm, mm-hmm. i think i can get jody to watch this she would love it i think yeah yeah i think so i think i will because she loves i think i mentioned this to you she loves doing halloween movies just loves the fuck out of it oh this and this feels so festive like this right. feels like such a one that you would watch just on halloween yeah it was awesome when sam went to stab um brian cox just with the lollipop which is a great weapon yeah um which is what kills, oh man which is what kills the um what's her name right in the beginning yep shoved in her mouth yeah she gashes her throat and like they're under the sheet at that moment and the kids are there and the sheet just gets like plastered with blood on the inside so good such a great that was start of the awesome film. yeah like, what is going on yeah and then yeah that's where the lollipop ends up just jammed in it her ends mouth. up in her mouth and that's where it rests and she's like hung on that post with all those ghosts that were covered up great. yeah great but i w- it was interesting to me that that sam kind of stopped there for um the school bus driver because he like went in and then stabbed and it was just like a chocolate bar that was on yeah. this thing it was almost like sam just kind of turned on a dime and was like you're, you're good for now what I, well, what I took from that is like when um, Brad Cox went upstairs and there was all that like writing and blood on the ceiling, mm-hmm. it was like trick or treat, uh, the old rhyme trick or treat is it smell my feet, give me something good to eat. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like if you don't participate in Halloween, 
then you get Halloween Karmid by Sam. And so in that last moment, when he stabbed that chocolate bar, basically he was being given the treat. And so he walked out and he's like, anyway, there's a bunch of dead kids from the bus. <laughs> so like he didn't need to exact any any revenge and he sort of did just by walking past them and going outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like was, that's the, what I kind of took of that at. It was there. The retribution well. just was Just that like, oh, they're coming. So don't even worry about it. Like they'll take it from here. Yeah. And I was even like, I was comfortable when Sam got the chocolate bar and left. I'm like, great. The logic works. I love that. And he walked away and then all his kids were there. Wait, the logic would work if he stayed alive? If he didn't if kill? If he did. Well, I mean, it's not very morally pleasing if that happened, but the logic worked in that Sam was pacified by getting a treat candy yeah getting <laughs> that treat and like he was a little kid he that's what i was to, like i felt like i was to take from his character is he was a little kid in he's, a costume he's cute he's like a cute little pumpkin head demon <laughs> that will kill anyone that messes with halloween traditions yep if you if you french around with halloween bad things happen to you and like it's great you're totally right because he gets the chocolate and then he's like oh i guess you are kind of giving out candy this is great i got my candy we'll go and then immediately what happens is he starts handing out candy he starts yes, answering yes. his door and giving it to people and then eventually yeah he locks eyes with sam, who sam is standing out there uh-huh. on the like curb like watching him mm-hmm. until the girl from the very he's beginning like, well, you're doing the tradition but you also killed those kids so yeah. they're back for you now yeah, and then Sam walks away, mm-hmm. door knocks again, and it's his past there yeah. to catch up with him. Mm-hmm. Great ending. Absolutely. Great ending. So I, is there any connective tissue between, because um, Principal and Surprise Party are connected to each other, but yeah. how do Principal and Surprise Party connect to the school bus and meet Sam? Um, I'm not totally sure if they do. Uh, Interesting. Um, well, the principal will connect just by being the neighbor and so we get just the neighbor yeah but that's mild inner like there's nothing crucial that happens there it brings him outside like part of the begin or um you're right in that like in story-wise nothing really happens differently but mm-hmm. it makes him go outside and like i don't know you're playing out two scenes at once in one scene the neighbor is like not the protagonist so the principal is hiding bodies and yeah the no it makes know. it makes and it fun it, for the anthology but i think story-wise they're totally separate yeah, I don't think that... Like, nothing... Like, in Surprise Party and the Principal, they're intimately linked. But I don't think that... Yeah. Like, it feels like there's a weaker link between those two. So you could almost divide it up two and two. You could. I, I think you're right. Like, you they could. could exist separately. Yeah. And it's there's something to do with this town, though. But you're right. There's nothing concrete that... They're I've, not they're not as interwoven as they, the other two are with each other. Yeah. 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 yeah That's just a mild observation. Sure. Yeah. It just takes place in the same town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess just the fact that the Principal turns out to be the vampire guy. No, that's that's ones that I'm saying are connected. Yeah, Principal, Principal and surprise party Empire are together. Game. Yeah, those two are totally like connected, and then, and the then bus, bus and, and the... meet Sam are totally connected. But those two are separate from each other, yeah, other and... than the neighboring thing. Yeah, and then um, Sam, and himself. Sam, of course. Yeah, he, he, but he's, just he's there like for a, everything. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah. The one thing that um, I guess the logic that's strange to me is that there's like there's werewolves, mm-hmm. and there's Sam. Like, those are the two forces that we see happening in the movie. I love it. And murdering. I love that shot of Sam just chilling around the campfire with the werewolves. Yeah. He's, like, (laughs) sitting on a log, just enjoying the fire. Awesome. Yeah, He just, it's such a great costume. It's such a great design. Like, he just looks adorable when he's running around. He's so cute. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) did we ever get, like, context for um, the principal being the vampire guy and what happens to the previous victim of him? Not at all. He's just just a fake killy guy. Yeah. They're fake teeth, but they managed to also bleed her out. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I didn't take that he killed her with the teeth. That seemed a little bizarre. But I think he just like I don't know, stabbed her, killed her, did something. But he's just a killy guy. Like bled her out though. Like, yeah, for sure. Died, but and also from the neck where she was bit. Yeah, hmm, that's weird. It is weird. And then he just places her down like on the sidewalk because no one's gonna look twice yeah. when just they see a corpse next to some drunks. That was <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean this guy's got bloodlust and he's a principal. Yeah, and he chose the wrong person to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was his fatal flaw. Yeah, just went out into the woods, <laughs> total rando, <laughs> little red riding hood following her, mm-hmm. and then got thrown out of the sky. So great how it all played out because they showed the whole scene the same that oh this guy goes in to bite and then you just yeah. assume oh she's cut, toast and then cut dead. back to the campfire. You cut back and then you see the red yeah. cloak fall out of the sky and you're like oh there she is. Mm-hmm. Her sister's gonna scream. Mm-hmm. I know how this goes. Yeah. And then it's him. Like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, no, 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 great. And yeah, and we didn't, we had no reason to believe that there were wolves at all. But then we, that's when I think we started cluing into those little hints that they had dropped. You know, the 
um, Run to, Run the, to litter the Litter, yeah. the Little Red Riding Hood costume. Yeah. When yeah. you said werewolves, and then I clicked, oh yeah, Run to the Litter. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know. And Little that. Red Riding Hood is like the most obvious one of all of them. Yeah. And, and he goes like, what big eyes I, you have. Yeah. yeah. And then oh, she says but... it back to him before tearing off all her skin. <laughs> skin suit. <laughs> that was awesome and gross. And yeah, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really reminded me of, it's weird because we did uh, faculty last week, but that scene where they're all just kind of like bloodlust dancing around the fire is so much mm-hmm. like from Dust Till Dawn where they're all in that bar and then the reveal happens that, oh, this is just a bunch of vampires that run this place. The similar okay, thing yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Even like my brain is playing Sweet Dreams in that scene. <laughs> I can't remember what song is playing, but and Sweet Dreams just felt so familiar. Yeah. I loved that scene. Uh-huh. I really did. That was just like, that was like um, super indulgently satisfying. Just that song and while ripping off skin and becoming monsters. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what really elevated it for you is like the aesthetic of that whole scene. Yeah. This yeah. really hammered home with some solid music and yep. ripping totally. off of skin. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's what did it. <laughs> that's fair. And, you know, what's his principal dude getting his? That was nice too. Right. He's, that is satisfying. Yeah. yeah. It's weird to be like a crazy murderer and then you get lured out and killed by werewolves. It's like, who saw <laughs> that not. twist of fate coming? He sure didn't. No. <laughs> he thought he had this thing figured out. All right. People will think that I'm growing a tree in my backyard because that's that's why I'll have that fresh patch of soil. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 His base is somewhat covered. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Up I, to a point. I really like that. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. That is a fun little Yeesh. anthology. There's a couple more web shorts that he's done with Sam, apparently. Oh, awesome. So you can view a couple of little short films. And there is talks of Trick or Treat too. So great. Yeah. Well, I mean it's it could it totally lends itself to that. It was ten years ago that this one was made. So I mean Sure, that'd be great. Bring it on, yeah. I mean, he's probably tied up now with these big budget yeah, giant not, studio horror movies. He's not gonna be the one who makes it. Yeah. yeah. But really great for a first time director. I mean, I really liked a lot of it. Definitely had a consistent feel all the way through. Yeah, it's um as far as an anthology goes, it's the most coherent, mm-hmm. cohesive one I think I've seen. In terms of all of them, like individually tying to one another, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, man. That was great. Let's go to some Instagram comments. Instagram, Instagram comments. comments. There, we've nailed it now. <laughs> all right, and we have a comment here on our Gerald's Game post um, from Esme Graham. Thanks, Esme. Great episode. I really like how you guys describe the psychological part of the movie. Um, also, read the book if you guys want more social traumatary. <laughs> lol i'm really enjoying it so far emoji of some kind yeah i get the i get the impression that it's a little more intense <laughs> yeah i wonder especially how, with the childhood abuse stuff yeah i wonder how well i would handle that i'm reading it right now and i'm really getting into stephen king's version of traumatizing and how he treats his characters and i don't know that i could handle this really? game based on like what the movie was and wow what it's like it's hot it's rough man he does mean things to his characters he's and, a mean man and Matthew Mutant Hands, awesome name. <laughs> oh, awesome damn it. Name. That's great. Said three hours of work left and was just about to begin searching for a new podcast. Got one now. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, let us know Welcome. what that one was. Yeah, let us know what podcast you found. Yeah. Thanks for this comment, Esme Graham and Matthew Mutant Hands. Thank you. <laughs> Matthew Mutant Hands. <laughs> Matthew Mutant Hands. <laughs> That's great. What a gem. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. I'm Chris Vandenberg. I'm David Stonebrett. And as always, Chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Charlie Brown's an asshole, chaos reigns. Trick or treat, scaredy cats. See you next time.